Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another The Intel with Greg Cosell presented by Inside the Birds. I'm Jeff Mosher from Inside the Birds alongside my Inside the Birds co-host, Adam Kaplan. And with us is the man, Greg Cosell, for the third installment of his Intel. In this episode, we're going to talk about NFL free agent pass rushers. We have done wide receivers and linebackers. We've done corners and safeties. So if you want to hear Greg's uh, breakdowns of all those positions. You can go to our YouTube and podcast platforms and hear those. Uh, but we are going to focus on a real prime position for the Eagles throughout their history, and that's pass rushers. But Greg, uh, thanks for being with us again today. I uh, want to sort of start off with, the, as we've done in the last two, with a discussion of scheme, because last year we saw Jonathan Gannon do something differently than we've seen in this city um, for years, and that's kind of playing multiple fronts and a lot of 5-1, 5-2 fronts with a linebacker brought, Jannard Avery usually, yeah. brought to the line of scrimmage. Uh, now, Jannard would come off on nickel, and they would look a little bit more traditional in the, when they did that. But theoretically, if the Eagles wanted a, a type of player who could do what Jannard did but stay on the field um, uh, for nickel and also cover and do other things on third down or rush the passer, can you give me some comps, some guys who are playing in the NFL right now who are <laughs> the best? best at doing that so we can get an idea of what kind of player we're talking about you mean if they want that guy if they wanted that guy yeah i'm not um, saying they do but you know we know that they do want to play multiple fronts so a guy who would fit that i mean if you if you look at the free agent list i mean no you don't you can even just give me just for our our listeners right who aren't used to this kind of player just get, like we've talked about Anthony Barr he's played that role yeah. before but yeah. I wanted to I wanted somebody a little bit younger who's the who you would say is well, some of the best at this at the, in the NFL yeah, I'm, player. I'm trying too. to think of guys who who are asked to do that because that's not necessarily done a lot yeah it's so, a specialized um, position sure sure Kyle Van Noy is asked to do that with the Patriots um, he plays okay. he plays on the ball and mm-hmm. at times will rush the quarterback, but he's also a coverage player. Um, I'm trying to look at the teams here just, you know, to see. Does Tremaine guys. Edmonds from the Bills do that, Greg? No, not even close. He's a stack No, okay, back. I thought he yeah. would. All right. Not even close. Um, I would say that uh, Harold Landry at times does that uh, for Tennessee. I guess he is a free agent. He mm-hmm. is. Um, he does that because Harold Landry at times – Actually, because Tennessee played two different fronts in their base. 
They mm-hmm. played, you know, a 5-2 front where he was on the ball, but they also played a 4-3 front where he was off the ball as either a stacked backer or kind of an overhang player. So mm-hmm. Landry has experience with that. Um, certainly Hassan Redick has had experience with that, although I think the consensus would probably be that he's a better player when he's on the ball because um, obviously they, they tried him as an off-the-ball linebacker in Arizona and ultimately decided he was best when he was on the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just looking at other teams. So, right so can, can I ask you a question on Landry? Um, sure. How much, when you watch him, is he in coverage? Or, is he, or, or does he have a multiple role? Do, do they ask him to do a bunch of things uh, with the Titans? Well, in their base, he would. there are times he would be in coverage when they would go, obviously, to their their true nickel or dime in pass rush situations, Adam, he would be a pass rusher. He was rarely in coverage when they were in their, um, you know, their their nickel or dime in a passing down situation. But he did play as a stack backer or an overhang uh, linebacker in in base when it was more of a normal down and distance situation. At times, obviously, not every snap. Yep. When you look at Harold Landry or Hassan Reddick, um, and we talk about their ability to rush the passer, but also playing that position, sometimes they just have to drop, right, and cover the the comeback, the curl, or, or patrol the flats. Are, are either of those two guys proficient or good enough to improve the Eagles' defense from that standpoint? Well, you probably, Jeff, wouldn't want to do those, have those guys do that very often. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're both really pass rushers. Landry is, is – Look, ever since he came out of BC, he's a pass rusher. It's just um, obviously different coordinators do different things at times, but that's not Landry's game. You wouldn't be, let's put it this way, he's a free agent. If you're looking to sign Harold Landry, you're looking to sign him because he can rush the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So it, does that, that doesn't mean you would never line up in a defense where he becomes an underneath zone defender at times, but you're not signing him to be an underneath zone defender, nor would you be signing Hassan yeah. Reddick for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Fact, talking to the Panthers, they, they don't ask him to be in coverage. Like, unless it's, it would have to be a certain circumstance. No, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. Correct. Yeah. But he's, he is, uh, you ever see when uh, Bill Coward says to Greg Lloyd, rush the passer? Oh, sure. That's a famous NFL films. Bite. That's yeah. the way it was explained to me by some of the Panthers is that they kind of knew what they were getting. Obviously, Matt Rule coached him at Temple. Just rush the quarterback. And he's, yeah. his pursuit, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but his, his explosion. Uh, Greg, uh, I guess would look pretty darn good on tape. Yeah, I mean, look, every, no D, no coordinator, Jeff, as you well know, you know, mm-hmm. you've been doing this a long time, is going to just line up and do the same thing every play. So right. obviously, you do different things, but ultimately, you just—if you sign a player like Landry or Reddick, um, you, you're signing them to rush the quarterback. The 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 other is just a change up. Right. So Landry had 12 sacks last year. I mean, he's been Landry league, had a good uh, year. Landry yeah, 25. Year. What, do, yeah. what do you like about him in general? Landry is a true edge pass rusher. Um, he's got a lot of bend. He's got a lot of flexibility. He's, he's explosive off the ball. Um, no, Landry is a good pass rusher. Now, he played on a really good D-line that had other players that you had to be concerned about, particularly two interior players. Yeah. When they went to their nickel, excuse me, their more their dime, they would bring – well, of course, Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons is always a D tackle, but Autry, uh, who's who's a really good player, very overlooked player by media, but well known in the league, Autry would move inside 
in their dime with Simmons. And so he had other good players on their front. Uh, but Landry is your classic edge rusher who can bend and, and close to the quarterback. He's he's a good, you know, that's what he was coming out of college. That's what people thought he'd be in the NFL. Greg, I want to talk about a player that has been on a bunch of teams, and we've had a lot of questions about him. We know that they're, they're fans are not who are Eagle fans, so they're, they're going to want to know about this guy if this guy went to their team. But Manuel Agba puts up numbers. He's a good football player. But what does the tape show you about this guy? Yeah, you know, he's a tough guy for me, Adam. You know, not because he's not a good player. Um, he's put up better numbers than I personally think he's a pass rusher. Does that make sense? Got it. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's strong. I think he plays with, with really good hands, heavy hands. Um, I think he understands leverage. He's not I, – I would not call him explosive, and nor is he bendy but he's a heavy hand guy. I'm surprised he's put up the sacks, but he's done so. Now, he also, he's been with Miami the last number of years. They're a highly schemed defense with a high percentage of blitz. So he's also part of a particular style of defense. I guess what I'm saying, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Um, It's happened once or twice before. And then, you know, then I, then I sat down and I realized I made a mistake. No, just kidding. Uh, so anyway, you know, but I don't see him as a true edge rusher. Like if you're thinking, here's a guy you're going to line up in a wide nine and he's going to be that guy. I don't think he's that guy. Because uh, uh. that will probably play into what you just said, why that he's been on his fourth team and could be on his fifth team. You know, Browns, Chiefs, right. Dolphins. I think he's a certain kind of player that fits yeah. thematically. And you have yeah. to understand what his specific traits are. And he, those traits are good, what those traits are. But, you know, if you're going to go into your nickel or dime and let's say you have sweat on one side as your wide nine, I don't think Agba's the wide nine guy. In fact, hmm. in that, I almost think you play him inside. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you said that, Greg, because, um, you know, we bring you on the show because we value your tape study, your hours of it. And I watched some Agba just wondering if the Eagles would have interest in them. And I... I came away with the same thing. They, they blitz heavily, and, I, and a lot of his sacks that I noticed kind of came when the pressure funneled the, the quarterback near him, and he does a nice job. As you mentioned, well, he does have good power, and he was able to kind of – look, I'm not taking away from him. I just – I didn't when think you're he looking, generated sacks with his own great spin right. move or hand move or anything well, like when that. You have, when you look at sacks, you know, there's a couple of things. you got to look at, at, at the five-yard metrics, really important. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who get sacks – because of just the way the play develops. And, you know, they can guys can get nine or ten sacks that way, and then someone sees a number on a page, and they go, wow, he's a great pass rusher. So you have to look at a, the five-yard metric. Does the guy have great burst off the ball, which he does not, okay? Um, and then there's rushers versus kind of pursuers. And Agba's kind of part of a defense that is highly schemed, Mm-hmm. multiple front, more multiple fronts than the Eagles. They get a lot of players involved up on the ball at the line of scrimmage, including safeties, which you don't see the Eagles do very often. So he's part of a scheme and a system that allows him to put up some numbers. His strength is that he's heavy-handed, strong hands, and powerful. But mm-hmm. he's not a bendy, flexible edge rusher. Great. Hmm. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, let's talk about some other guys. Uh 
I mean, Adam, we, we, we can, I don't see the Eagles being in on a big money, long-term deal. They they have treated this position in free agency lately with veterans on short-term deals, whether going back to uh, Chris Long, to Michael Bennett, to, um, you know, bringing back Vinnie Curry. I mean, they really do look for their veterans here. So we could, we're not going to – I can't imagine Von Miller is going to be a guy who, who the Eagles are going to pursue well, first he's going to get a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he's older and he's still a really good player. But if he's asking for big, big dollars at his age, I don't think the Eagles would go in that direction. Yeah, right. Right. Even Gakway, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Gakway's under contract. But the, 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 and the reason why he's on this oh, list is I know for, in the past they've had an interest in actually pretty significant a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd have to be a trade. Right, right. Well, actually, they have a decision to make on his contract, the Raiders. Uh, some of his money becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year. So, And remember, this is a staff, uh, Greg. I know we got Raider fans listening. So they're probably going to play a hybrid, right, the Raiders, because um, that's – the and obviously it's uh, a great – Well, they have, Pat, they have Patrick Graham now. Right. So their defense, hybrid, right? Gonna, their defense is going to look different than it did under Gus Bradley. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so does Ngakwe fit? Um, you know, a hybrid type of – he played it in uh, Maryland, didn't he? Uh, well, Ngakwe's an edge rusher. Right, I mean, right. That, that's his, you don't want Ngakwe inside of offensive tackles. Right, Ngakwe right. is, is, is a – he's an athletic edge rusher. I mean, he's – that's what he is. You know, Steve, you, you yeah. really yeah. – you don't want – like, to me, you don't want Ngakwe playing what they did with Josh Sweat. You know, that's that's not, to me, what Ngakwe is. I he mean, wouldn't play anyway. Okay. So, so if the Raiders – so if the Ra- he wouldn't fit in with the Eagles if the Raiders decided to move on without him, but he definitely is an edge rusher though. He's an edge rusher where he could just you know get after it. Okay, right, right. So, so back on the theme, if the Eagles were to sign a veteran edge rusher like a Harold Landry or um, trying to think of another and name, Landry's that- younger. He's only been through one contract. Correct, right, correct, correct, correct. But that, yeah. does that change? He's obviously going to be on the field. For, for rushing the passer, even on third down. Does that change the alignment that they would use either Sweat or Graham in, or do you think that he just takes the spot of uh, Brandon Graham and you have, say, Josh Sweat and Harold Landry, hypothetically, well, as spread out edge rushers? Well, Landry did play significant snaps as a stacked linebacker in Tennessee's base because Tennessee was a combination 5-2 or 4-3 in their base. So Landry did play significant snaps off the ball in their base as a stacked linebacker. So the question is, and again, we, you may know more than, than I do because I'm so focused, you know, now on, I'm just watching tape and I'm not talking, you know, I, I haven't talked to the Eagles about this, obviously, but I don't know how they would see Landry if, if for instance, if they wanted to make some tweaks and adjustments, every coach does it in offseason. You know, as you guys said, maybe they'll do similar things that they did a year ago, or it'll be part of their package, that five-man front. But if they, let's say, decide, you know what, we're going to go a little more, some more snaps of a more 4-3 kind of look, Landry can do that. Okay. You know, when you go to your nickel or dime, you want him on the ground rushing the quarterback. He's not going to be a linebacker off the ball when they go to their nickel or dime. But you yeah. can line him up as a stack backer if you choose to play a 4-3 base. Interesting. I mean, that that makes him, I would think, more appealing because of that versatility there. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. 
Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast per, for a... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Professional sound. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. How about Charles Harris, who uh, played last year on Detroit and seemed to... And had a good year, by the way. Believe it or not, you know, there's every year there's like, two or three teams that don't have good records that I end up seeing a lot of just because of who they play. You know, Uh it's one of those things. And I actually saw a lot of Detroit and Charles Harris had a really good season. Now, Charles Harris was in the same draft with Derek Barnett. Right. And I actually liked Charles Harris coming out more than I liked Derek Barnett. I guess I've been proven somewhat wrong, although Barnett's not been great, but Harris has sort of made the rounds. Detroit's what, Adam, his third team? Well, yeah, Miami, Atlanta, and uh, Detroit, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I really liked him coming out of Missouri, and I thought that he was going to be a really good pass rusher in the NFL, and it hasn't happened, although he had moments this year in Detroit. I will tell you that. He had moments. He's got pass rush tools. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it didn't work in the other places. You know, you never know that, particularly when a guy does have traits. You know, I'm not there every day. I, I can't speak to work ethic. I can't speak – to ability ability to assimilate information and understand, you know, I don't know any of that, but the guy has traits and he had a good year this year. Um, so if he's the same age, essentially as Barnett, I would assume Adam, he would not be a big money guy. Would he? No, no. But you know what happens? I mean, he's a pass rusher. So sometimes they get big money, you know, right. Like, but no, he's a mid-level free agent. No, no, yeah. no, no, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I mean, it, yeah. Jeff, I guess my feeling on Harris would be, depending on on your allocation of resources to this position, if you're going after a free agent, if you're not looking to really break the bank on a guy, you know, if you're not going after Von Miller, which I doubt they would be, and Mm -hmm. you are thinking mid-level free agent, you know, that's the kind of dollars you have allocated for, for free agency for that. I think Charles Harris would be a really good guy to bring in. He's coming off his best NFL season where he played mm-hmm. his most snaps, and I thought he played well. Right. I mean, the conversation you would think for Howie has to be, look, I paid Derek Barnett $10 million last year on a one-year deal. Um, so am I going to bring Derek Barnett back at anything close Harris to had $10 a better million year. year or tried, try to get Harris, who's probably going to be on a lower price tag, and maybe you spread it out over over two years. I don't know, but and I would argue based on tape that Harris had a better year. Does do you think he's because he's, his his traits sort of fits the new Jonathan Gannon defense more so than Derek Barnett does? Like, can well, Charles drop drop into coverage a little bit if need be? I mean, I think every, anybody can drop into coverage if need be. Sure, you know? but I mean, does now he have the experience to get it done? Yeah. 
same point, you're not drafting, Char- excuse me, you're not signing Charles Harris to drop into coverage. Will there be snaps in a game where, yes, you do that because it's a change up and maybe mm-hmm. you're blitzing from the other side and he, dri- you know, sure, of course, but mm-hmm. you're not, you wouldn't be signing him to drop into coverage. Okay. Yeah, so the bigger point is you just like him more at this I point than Derek Barnett. Well, based on tape, like based on tape, yeah, yes. like, like makes it seem like you know it's it's like a personal thing. No, but, no, no. I know you're not no, writing. And I think people cards. who listen know that you know if you say like, you know, it's not because you know, gee, I like Charles Harris. I want to hang out with him. You know, yeah. I think yeah. the tape from Charles. I think Harris's tape in 2021 was better mm-hmm. than Barnett's. Got it. Greg, so, you know, you said you've seen some guys, but not maybe the best teams in the world. And a guy that is a super sleeper for free is Jacob Martin, who, who Temple fans might remember. Uh, started his career with uh, Seattle, then he got traded uh, to the Texans. And he's very, very quietly put up some numbers, Greg. I don't know how much you've seen of him, but I, I have know seen have. him. Yeah, so give us an idea of what he I looks like. I have seen him, and it's funny you say that because <laughs> Houston is another team that um, I, I saw a lot of their defense. Because remember, we talked about Justin Reed last, yeah. last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, Houston's another team that I've actually seen a decent amount of. Um, I think he's actually a pretty intriguing guy. Again, um, he may not be exactly what you want. Um, you know, he's a sixth round pick of, of Seattle, as I recall. Um, but he, he always seems to show up when I watch tape. Like I said, you know, he's probably another mid-level guy. You know, he's not going to get a ton of money. Um, I He's probably in the Charles Harris range. Uh, he's he's an intriguing guy to me. I, I think he's a – you know, he, he showed up in Seattle. He showed up in Houston. Um, he's obviously not a full-time player, uh, but he's, he's an intriguing guy. I think uh, Jacob Martin is always – he's a guy when I first started noticing him, I had to look him up because I really didn't know much about him. All right, Greg, I'm going to throw a couple of two veterans at you, and you let me know if you think they fit the Eagle scheme, if they've got something left in the tank, if you like what you saw last year on their tape, one being Jason Pierre-Paul and the other being, um, I wrote the name down, Justin Houston. Well, um, Houston I don't have a great recollection of, uh, so let's leave him out for the moment. Um, You know, Jason Pierre-Paul, Got hurt a bit last year, missed some games. Um, yeah, was older. Um, I mean, obviously at his best, he's everything you want because he's long, he's athletic, he's bendy. You know, he just looks the part of a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, but is he thirty? He's probably thirty, isn't he? Thirty. He must well, be thirty. He was even a little older than that. Yeah, because uh, he came out in the same draft as Brandon Graham, if I'm not mistaken, right? Might have been Not a year that. younger than him, but you're he's right. Thirty-three. He's yeah, actually thirty-three. I'd be careful about him coming off injuries. Right. You know, to me, he's a one-year deal guy for any team, not just the Eagles. Yeah, sure. uh, and I, I'd be careful about that yeah. just because there's now a little bit of an injury history there. He he uh he had a significant shoulder injury. I think he had to play with a torn labrum. Yeah, obviously. yeah. And it somehow I'm he fought through the season, and I'd be careful about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, um. Chandler Jones, he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Well, yep. he's he's still a good player. I mean, you know, again, he's going to command money because he's a, today, right. But yeah, for he's him, a really he's a really good player. But I mean, he's you know, how, how do they really use him? How do they use him, Greg? How do they line him up? Oh, well, Arizona was kind of multiple front based. 
Um, so he can do a lot of different things because don't forget he's bigger and weighs more. I mean, he's a 270 plus pound guy. He's not a 240 pound edge rusher. So you can line him up inside of an offensive tackle in certain fronts. But again, he's, you're signing him as an edge rusher, but he can be more multiple in his usage and deployment just because of his size, his length, and his weight. One sleep, another one more sleeper. Go ahead. No, I was just say one more sleeper, but actually finish off. Do you have something you wanted to add to that on on uh, Chandler Jones? Jeff was going to jump in there. Yeah, go ahead, Chandler Jones. No, I was just well. going to ask about some different. I was just going to ask about some different guys, but if you've got that, oh, okay, cool. go ahead, a sleeper. Well, actually. My one more sleeper, Uchenna Nwosu, is such a good football player. No, no one really talks about him. Uh, he, he gets sort of good. lost a little bit, Greg, but he puts up numbers. I know you see them a lot. What do you think about Nwosu? Yeah, I think he's a pretty solid player. Um, you know, I remember him coming out of USC. Um, I thought he had traits to rush the quarterback. Um, you know, he's he's still a first contract guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's just finished. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> yeah. So. so he's young. Um you know, he's a, another one of those guys that I, I would bet he'd be viewed at a slightly higher level than, let's say, the Charles Harris's or the or the Jacob Martins um, in terms of what he's going to get money wise at him. Obviously, that's your yep. area more than mine. But yep. that would be my sense. I would think that people would see him as an ascending guy, whereas I think Harris and Martin, while while they're both solid, I think people would see them as this is what they are. And they're pretty good at what they are. Whereas I think uh, Nwosu would be considered a guy that maybe with more snaps, maybe, you know, depending on greater usage, whatever, that he could still be an ascending player. You know, I think the Brandon Graham coming back at 33, 34 is interesting, Greg, just because, you know, I said the Eagles history recently is to get uh, themselves a veteran pass rusher, but they kind of have one coming back in Brandon. Yeah, so normally I would look at this list and I would see Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison and say, Hey, maybe that's a guy, but that's what Brandon sort of sort of just well, from an Brandon, age. Brandon and Achilles, right? Yes. He did tear his Achilles. Yeah. That's it. You know, again, we all love Brandon Graham. That's not the point. This is not personal. He's a great guy, you know, but that's a tough, tough injury to come back from for any position, but for a pass rusher that needs to push off and change direction, you know, there's no guarantee that that he's back. Right. When I say back, I mean he's going to be back, but there's no right. guarantee he's anywhere near the player he was. That That's a big question mark. With the Eagles having so many picks and very likely to pick some type of pass rusher early, it feels like this time around they may hunt for a second contract guy, but not the biggest money second contract guy out there who, I, you know, I don't know who that would be. At this moment, because um, some well, of these guys are Charles really Harris older. makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guess is Landry is going to get big money. Hey, you know, no, he's the top market. Yeah, I, he, he, he's a first contract guy coming yeah. up off a big year. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. off two good years. I mean, he fits the profile of what teams look for in that, a that, rusher. Yeah, that would he, he's going to get would, money. He would be on the level of not quite what Byron Jones Jones was, which is above market. But Landry's going to get a market deal. Like if it's yeah. if the market is sixteen million a year, that's what he's going to get because he's if you if you graded available pass rushers, he's the guy of mm-hmm. the younger group. Mm-hmm. And that, but he's a good football player. I mean, he puts up numbers, and you just broke it down for us earlier here. He actually would fit, as you said, what some of Gannon does. That's interesting, without question, yeah. he would. But I mean, so then again, I don't know what they you know. 
I don't know what their plan is as far as free agency spending. That's what I don't mm-hmm. know. Sure. You know, sure. obviously they have they a lot of cap space. They do or they don't. They do. No, they have a ton of cap space. So, well, you know, so yeah. they may say, hey, because Landry is a young player. I mean, Landry's probably 25. I mean, he's a, yeah. yeah, he's he's a young player. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they if they want to allocate meaningful meaningful resources, you know, because like I said, they certainly know Brandon Graham's situation better than I do because he's, you know, they know him. But right. I, I would be. It wouldn't surprise me if Graham could not play the way he's played before. You know, that's just really a hard injury. Really a hard injury. Yeah, he is twenty five, by the way, uh, Harold Landry. Yeah, twenty six in um, June. Yeah, twenty six so in June. Yeah. yeah. So I know we talked about him in our linebacker preview, but for anybody who hasn't seen it yet um, and wants us to ask about him because he does play kind of has played multiple positions. We've talked about Anthony Barr before. What was his tape like this past year for the Viking? What can he do best at this point in his career? Well, I can, again, you have to get into how he was used in Minnesota. Anthony Barr was not used as a pure pass rusher in Minnesota. You know, he rushed the quarterback at times, but that's not what he was in Minnesota. Um, Anthony Barr in Minnesota was essentially an off the ball linebacker. Now, when they mm-hmm. went to certain uh, nickel defenses, he would line up. They did a, a lot of those double mug fronts. He'd be in the A-gap with, with Kendricks. Every once in a while, he would rush off the edge. But Anthony Barr, in terms of snaps, like mm-hmm. I don't know what you know PFF would say in terms of snaps, but just from tape, he's really a linebacker, off-the-ball player than an on-the-ball player. Now, right. could he do what, what Avery did this year? Certainly. He certainly could, but, you know, and Avery certainly rushed the quarterback at times this year, mm-hmm. but, and if you want Barr for that role, that's fine. He probably could execute that role, but in other, you're dealing with a guy coming off some injuries in recent years, over 30, or certainly right around there. Isn't, isn't he about that? He's, yeah, he turns 30 uh, late this season. So looking at, I think it was 31 or 32. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Again, oh, I'm sorry. No, he's he he'll be 30 uh, yep. next year. Yeah, okay. he's actually not as old as I thought. Right. So he's. It seems like he's been around a long time. I know. It does yeah. older than that. But I mean, he's had some injuries. You know. Yep. Um. But he's a good. You know, he's a good player. It's just mm-hmm. how do you how do they decide they want to use him? If they sign him, is he? He's probably Avery for them. It's that that would right with his role. Greg, when he came out of UCLA, wasn't he a much better pass rusher? Wasn't he an upside Well, guy? when he came out of UCLA, the feeling was, Adam, that he was going to be an edge pass rusher. Yeah. And then, then Minnesota drafted him, and they made him basically a stack backer. So that surprised a lot of people. And he's had a good career, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been used anywhere near exclusively as an edge pass rusher. That's and not what he's he, been. Isn't he the guy that will be on the tight end a lot, uh, if I recall correctly? At times. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Even at 29, you wonder if he gets to a different system and is used differently if there's plenty of gas left in the tank for the skill set that he had. Maybe rejuvenated if you tell him he's going to rush the quarterback because (laughs) that that was his number one positive trait coming out of UCLA. Pretty much everybody thought he'd enter the league as a pass rusher. Right, right. Mm. Well, that's great stuff. I think we've broken down as many pass rushers, edge specifically, pass rushers as the Eagles get ready for free agency. You don't think they're going after Davion Clowney? I don't suspect they will go after Jadavion Clowney. Do you guys have uh, any kind of strong opinion well, on that? 
We've talked about him before, Greg. What did he look like? You, you've broken down him many times on our show. I know that you know you've been you've, you've been honest about it. What you just go by what you see on tape. Did he at least show that he had something left last season? I thought he had a really good year last year. Okay. I mean, I think that Clowney is not a pure edge player, but he can he he does have plays where he can rush the quarterback from the edge. But he's not a pure edge player. He's at his best rushing the quarterback inside. Um, and teams have found that out. So when they go to their sub fronts, he often, not not 100%, but he often moves inside. Um, but I thought he had a good year rushing the quarterback from the edge. Uh, didn't have a ton of sacks. I think he ended up with nine. I don't think he's ever had a double-digit sack season. But I thought this past year he was around the quarterback a lot. Um, like I said, he might have been his best year as, as a quote-unquote pass rusher. But most teams he's been on have found out that he's really more effective in your sub fronts when you move him inside. Mm. That That's where he really helps your defense the most. All right. Well, you know, he was on their Eagles radar, what, about a year or two ago, Adam? So I guess yeah. we can't just completely yeah. dismiss sure. the idea, sure. but um, we will well, see. Well, he was the happens. one who hit Wentz when he was with Seattle, right? Yeah, that's correct. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Shot. Yes. All right. So we've gone through the gamut of free agents next week. Free agency begins. The uh, legal tampering window starts, what, Monday, right? Uh, yep. So yep. we may push back our next edition of the Intel with Greg Cosell a little later so that we can have Greg analyze the signings that were made. So we'll see how things go. We'll see how news comes out. Uh, but we will have another episode next week of the Intel with Greg Cosell, and we will try to have it wrapping up or recapping a bunch of signings made by the Eagles and other NFL team. So we look forward to talking to everybody again next week. We thank Greg Cosell, as we always do. For Adam Kaplan and Greg Cosell, I'm Jeff Mosher. You've been watching the Intel with Greg Cosell.